Your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Blue Jackets fans, happy Friday. I am back after a couple of days off. Uh, Welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster. Today's episode is, uh, well, first of all, I have to uh, thank you all for making this your first listen of the day. I am recording this uh, bright and early where I am. Uh, It is 5.01am. The game has just finished, so I thought I would uh, get some quick quick reactions, uh, first thoughts immediately post-game, things like that, and uh, we'll we'll see where we go from there. Um, So yeah, today's show, we're going to be breaking down uh, last night, technically's Game, uh, the 5-4 shootout win over the Arizona Coyotes, though they did their best to lose it. Um, so we'll we'll just kind of go through go through the game a little bit, and then we, you know, we'll talk about what's good, what's bad, uh, and I have a small, a small rant, as, as I often do. Uh, so the last time these two teams faced each other was the very first game of the season for the Blue Jackets. Obviously, uh, we ended up winning that one 8-2. to um, We got really badly outplayed in that game, weirdly. Even though we, we outscored them by like a 400% margin, I don't understand how percentages work. Um, the the Arizona Coyotes outshot us, and all of the underlying stats were like, yeah, the Arizona Coyotes played better than we did, but we had like... We had an actual goalie in there and not, like, the ghost of Carter Hun. No disrespect to Carter Hun, but a little bit of disrespect to, to Carter Hun. So, you know, the the Coyotes coming off of a, a big 3-2 win against St. Louis. Uh, not the night before, but the night before that, I think. So Wednesday night. Uh, you know, they had some confidence coming into the game, and that showed. Uh, and honestly, the Blue Jackets have kind of been playing... Um, not great. They've been a little shaky. Um, Elvis, in particular, I think, has looked very uh, ordinary, which is not something that Elvis normally looks. Uh, so that was that's that's been a little bit worrying. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. Um, but yeah, going into this game, I was like, okay, well, I'm just gonna go ahead and hand the Coyotes the win. Now it felt like one of those games where the Coyotes wanted it more than we did. Um, and it turns out that that wasn't that wasn't the case, which you know, pleasant surprise for me, I guess. Uh, very uh, very back and forth kind of kind of game. It felt like every time one team scored, the other team would go ahead and score like a minute later. Um, Coyotes go up one nothing early in the first. Uh, it was Ryan Zingle because, of course, it was Ryan Zingle. Um, you know, he was a blue jacket for all the five minutes, uh, didn't really do a lot while he was here, um, and then has since kind of made a bit of a nuisance of himself. Uh, he had a fight the first game of the season against the, the blue jacket as well. I can't remember who he fought. Um, so, you know, he is, he is two for two on fighting people. Uh, in in Blue Jackets games, I will 
again, talk about that a little bit later on because I'm mad about that. Um, Boone Jenner ties it up on the power play just before the end of the first period. And then I think that the second period is going to, I'm like, oh, this is a really boring second period, kind of nothing happens. And then uh, Phil Kessel scores just to, <sighs> this wasn't Elvis's fault, I don't think. Uh, Cole Sillinger was kind of doing a drive-by and ended up screening him and it goes in. Um, all credit to Phil Kessel, who continues to have just a friggin' laser of a shot. Um, but it's okay, because literally 23 seconds later, Boone Jenner ties it up, his second of the game, ninth of the season, just casually leading the team in scoring, I guess, because why not? Uh, just for some, some context, uh, last season, Boone Jenner had eight goals all season in, I think, 41 games. He missed some time due to injury. Uh, the season before that, he played 70 games and had 11 goals, so, uh, two less than he has right now in 70 games. The season before that, 16, before that, 13, before that, 18, and then he had his 30-goal season in 2015-2016. So it's been a while since he has scored at the rate he is scoring right now. I would not be surprised if he gets another 25-30-goal season. Um, that would be great. He has responded really well to... The pressure of being captain, and I think he's, he's talked a little bit about this as well, um, and I think that was, you know, when, when Nick Foligno got named captain, I think he struggled a little bit with the pressure. Uh, I think he, he got used to it, but I think for, for Nick Foligno it was a case of he was very much a leader off the ice, and Boo Jenner seems to be deciding to be a leader on the ice. Um, obviously I'm not in the room, so I can't, you know, say anything to that concretely one way or the other, but for the most part, Boone Jenner doing doing okay as as captain. Uh, like I say, nine goals so far this season, beating last season's total. He's probably going to have his most goals since 2015-2016, so good for, good for Boone Jenner. Um, and then not even a minute later, like 45 seconds later, so it's 2-2, uh, there's like two and a half minutes left in the period. I'm like, okay, so the first one finished 1-1. One, one. The second one will likely finish 2-2. Two, two. And then Justin Danforth scores his first of the season, his first NHL goal, becoming, I think, the oldest Blue Jacket to score his first NHL goal since like 10 games ago when Gregory Hoffman did it. Um, he's the fourth Blue Jacket uh, rookie to score uh, a his first NHL goal this season. Um, with Danforth, uh, and then uh, before that was Chinikov last game. Before that was Hoffman. Before that was Sillinger. So we're doing we're doing okay in terms of rookies and guys scoring their first goals. It is three two Blue Jackets. Things are kind of looking up, and then obviously they tie it up just before the end of the second period. Lawson Kraus just a weird broken play that I'm gonna blame Gavin Bayreuther for because it was mostly Gavin Bayreuther's fault. Um, in a minute, we will take a look at the third period, which is where it started to get a little bit hairy, and then, you know, we'll we'll go from there. But first, I've got to tell you about Bilt Bar, because Bilt Bar is, is back, it's been back, it's still delicious, it's still excellent, and uh, the holiday is coming up. And uh, that means it is the perfect time for Built Bars. Built Bar is the new holiday dessert. You can feast on something delicious and feel good about it. 
Uh, one slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories, and that's, you know, a really small piece of pie. Most built Bars are only 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar with plenty of protein. Replace that coconut cream pie with a coconut built Bar, or go for a raspberry built Bar instead of raspberry pie. There are a ton of good flavors at built Bar that you can replace any pie with. They are low-calorie, low-carb, low-fat, high-protein. They are covered in 100% real chocolate. Built Bar is a great option for when you're hungry. If Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough for you, go for a Built Bar or two. And there is nothing like a Built Bar Black Friday. Mark your calendar. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Once again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Tom. Welcome back to Locked On Blue Jackets. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Whether you are a new listener or a returning listener, I super appreciate it. So let's go back and finish off talking about this game. Uh, Zach Rensky gets a power... Well, okay. At first we thought it was as Boo Janet. This was a really weird, a really weird goal uh, for some reason. The ad break didn't finish in time, or the puck was dropped too early for the TV timeout, or I don't know, it, the, uh, the TV came back and the goal had already been scored, everyone was finished celebrating, there was hats on the ice, Boo Jenner scored his third of the game, tenth of the season, I believe this is his first career hat trick, um, everyone's very confused, the coaches are very angry because they weren't ready when the puck was dropped, I guess, I don't know, like I say, I, did, I didn't see it, and then the, the replays were not super clear on what happened, um, but the Blue Jackets are up 4-3, uh, it eventually gets taken away from Boone Jenner and given to Zach Wierenski, I think, after the end of regulation, and I'm like, okay, there's only, like, eight minutes left in this game, surely we can kind of grind it out, and maybe, hey, we'll get Boone Jenner a fourth goal, that would be fun, uh, but no, Jacob Chikrin scores his first of the game, uh, second of the season, because I guess there was a game for defensemen to score in, making it 4-4 with six minutes, give or take, left, and then the Blue Jackets proceeded to try and lose this game in every way possible. Um, overtime, super exciting. Um, Boone Jenner, I feel like he didn't leave the ice that entire overtime period. He had a fantastic game, I think. Uh, I don't know whether it was because they decided to take that goal away from him and he decided to get a new one, or what, but he tried his best to score that hat-trick goal a second time, a third time, just so many times. Um, overtime, nothing doing, and then the shootout, I think, went to like seven rounds or something crazy. Uh, both goalies, I thought, would, did really good in the shootout. Um, only goals were Alex Galchenyuk, uh, Jacob Voracek, and then it went all the way through... Uh, in round five, Jacob Chikrin and Gus Nyquist both scored, and then uh, for some reason the Coyotes decided to pick Anton Roussel to to be their their seventh shooter, and then Igor Chinikov scores his first career shootout goal, I think, uh, winning the game. Just really, really great to see the the youngster do that, especially after last game. You know, scoring his uh, first goal to finish follow it up with that is pretty pretty fun. So let's let's kind of start off with, with what I liked about this game. Obviously, Bunjena, I thought, had a fantastic game. Chinikov had a really great game. Um, Justin Danforth should have had at least three goals. Um, he got absolutely robbed by Wedgwood 
in the first period, ended up scoring his his first goal in the second period, and then in the third period, he managed to take the the net was wide open, and then he managed to bounce the puck exactly off the post, and then to Wedgwood, who was like six feet away on his stomach, like no way he could get back in time, and he managed to like basically shoot the puck off the post straight at him. He froze it, but. Danforth, I thought, had a really good game. Uh, Roslovic, I thought, looked really strong as well. The defence continues to look a little bit shaky. I'm really not happy with how Gavin Bayreuther has been playing. Um, you know, he... The, the Larson has been talking a lot about how good the team has been playing and how well the team has been playing. I, I mm, partially agree. I think Gabriel Carlson could not be playing... could not play worse than Gavin Bayreuther. Has been playing. I think he has been really, really struggling. He's been really weak, uh, which is disappointing because I really want Bayreuther to succeed and I want him to be good. Uh, but he was someone that I uh, kind of have been watching for the past couple of games, and I'm like, right, okay, so he's he's not playing very well. And I don't know, I don't know what it is. Um, having Boquist back is helping the defense a little bit, I think. Um, but for the most part. The game was pretty good. Uh, we outshot them massively, which we did not do the first time we played them. Uh, Forty-six to twenty-nine, which does unfortunately mean that you know Elvis allowed four goals on twenty-nine shots, which is extremely un-Elvis-like, like I mentioned previously. Um, just once, I would like it if the whole team played well. Right now, it feels like we're getting two different kinds of Blue Jackets. We are getting the Blue Jackets that play well despite the goalie looking ordinary and then we get the blue jackets that play badly despite the goalie looking very good and like imagine if the blue jackets all played well and the goalie played well um that would be that would be super fun and cool and neat i think um but yeah elvis has looked very ordinary very okay in the last kind of couple of couple of starts which is extremely not like him um hopefully it's something that he can kind of push through and get back to um i do think that you know it is very much a case of the defense not helping him out as much um he was screened on two of those four goals and then the the third goal the 3-3 goal um was because he he did well gavin Beruther just kind of turned the puck over to uh whatever coyote scored it clayton keller i feel like it was clayton keller lawson Krause. um so that's that's kind of how how that went down. The first goal I think is probably one that he would want back, but the other three goals I think n none of those are on him. Um, we we beat them in faceoffs. Uh, our power play we scored on two of our four attempts. We did not allow a power play goal, which is looking pretty pretty good. Power play continues to tick away. Penalty kill is getting better. I think um, if we pull up the stats. We're still not... Okay, we're 11th in the league in power play, which, again, is still kind of new and exciting. Um, and then in terms of penalty kill, we were 20th. We've now kind of crept back up to 13th, which, again, is pretty good. If we could get both of those into the top 10, I would be really, really happy. Um, but for the most part, pretty good. Pretty good game. I liked it okay. Like I say, I think Elvis was very ordinary, um, but for the most part, pretty pretty good um i would like less less penalty minutes as well if possible uh we do what we can i guess um and what we can do is take lots of 
stick in fractions. Um, now, in a minute, I want to talk a little bit about Cole Sillinger's uh, fighting major and kind of some stuff that came off from that. Uh, but first, I want to tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online is back and better than ever. They've got a whole new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all of the basketball and football action this season. Make sure you head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKEDON, all one word, to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing and UFC, right to your favourite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favourite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. So everyone got very excited. Uh, Ryan Single dropped the gloves with uh, Cole Sillinger. I think it was... I don't know if it was connected to the hit on Jacob Voracek that was kind of just before the the actual fight. I suspect it may have been. Um, Ryan Zingle plays like that kind of hockey anyway. Uh, Cole Sillinger drops the gloves, does okay, and then um, in the takedown, he manages to bash his head off the ice, immediately kind of curls up and tries to protect his head, I think probably because he bashed his head off the ice, and um, it turns out when he was going off the ice, he managed to... Uh, he was holding a, a towel to his head because he was bleeding from the skull, which is not good. Um, Single continued to punch him while he was down and just trying to defend himself. Uh, Cole Sillinger left the game, did not go to the penalty box, uh, was gone for like 10 minutes and then came back. I dislike every part of this. Um, I feel like if an 18-year-old hits his head on the ice hard enough to split the skin, that probably is a sign that we should be monitoring him. Um, and I don't like the, the tweets that came out of, oh, that's one tough teenager, and that's, you know, good for him for coming back after that. Like, no, we need to stop glorifying this, because that's that's a huge problem in the NHL, is this glorifying of playing through injury. You know, you always think about, like, Patrice Bergeron playing with, what, a two separated shoulders and a punctured lung in the 2013 Cup final. Like, it's it's BS. I hate it. Um, and I hate it even more when it's a teenager. You know, he's the youngest player in NHL. He's literally 18 years old, and he gets his head bashed off the ice by someone much bigger and older than him, goes and, I don't know, I assume gets glued back up, um, maybe does some cursory, do you know your name, your age, and where you are, and who's the president, questions, and then is back on the ice like 10 minutes later, um, and that's, I don't know, that just, it doesn't sit well with me, nothing about that sits well with me, um, I know everyone was very excited that he got his first fight, I know, you know, I, fighting is bad and I dislike it, uh, there is that part of my lizard brain that is, that, that does enjoy a fight, but not like this. Um, and I think people got excited because it's, it's, it's his first fight and he was fighting in, I don't know, Jacob Voracek's honour, I guess. Uh, and then he bashed his head off the ice and was bleeding from the skull. Uh, you know, it's, it's not cool, it's a little bit upsetting, and it makes me angry when people are like, oh, he's, he's a warrior, he's, he's battling through, you know, no, he's 18, sit him down in a dark room and make sure that his eyes both both point the same way still. Like, it's, it drives me crazy. Um, I will say that I do like, um, 
that his new best friend and road roommate uh, scored the game-winning shootout goal, Igor Chinikov. There was some really fun stuff that came out after Igor Chinikov scored his first goal last game. Lots of fun Instagram content. Uh, apparently those guys are basically inseparable, which makes me happy. Um, so I'm glad that, that Chinikov managed to score that game-winner. Um, I actually did predict it. I was talking to some friends before the... I think probably it was... I think it was the the 3-3. Three, 3-3 three, uh, three, three in the game when um, it was still... I think it must have been just after the, the Cylinder fight. I was like, I would like... If Igor Chinakov could score a game-winning goal, please and thank you. Um, and then he did that for me and also for Cole Cylinder. So I liked that. Did not like the fact that... We are glorifying a teenager coming back with a potential head injury. So that is that is my, my little rant for the day. Um, and we don't have to play the Kaiji's anymore, which is good because I feel like... I don't, know, I don't mind losing to, to good teams. It frustrates me when we lose to bad teams, especially teams like the Coyotes. I was like, this is a really, a really dangerous game uh, for us to just fully embarrass ourselves with. Um... And I don't think that this Blue Jackets team is as kind of quote unquote mentally tough as the the Blue Jackets of a couple of years ago, where if we lost a bad game, we would usually pick ourselves back up. I don't know that this team of mostly teenagers uh, could could do could do that. So I'm glad that we managed to win this game. We didn't embarrass ourselves in the state of Arizona, and uh, hopefully we can get it together to play against Vegas. Um, I will say that the last time we were in Vegas, uh, Elvis got his first career shutout, so there's that. I don't know who's going to start um, in the, the Vegas game. It's not until Saturday night, so maybe Elvis, um, maybe Corpus Allo. It's really tough to say. Um, I hate playing this goalie prediction game, especially when we have two goalies that are playing pretty well. Um, so we have them, and then on Monday night we're playing the Sabres, who have started to turn back into a pumpkin. So we'll we'll see. Um, so that's kind of that's all I've got for today. Um, thank you for once again making me your first listen of the day. Uh, if you have some time, you should make your second listen of the day. Locked on Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, Rachel is a wonderful colleague of mine she does a great job with locked on flies they just hit 500 episodes uh yesterday and they managed to sit down with scott hartnell uh former blue jacket former famously former philadelphia flyer so it's it's a really great episode so you should check that out because it rules um but i have been jay foster you can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find this podcast at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. And if you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at LockedOnBlueJackets at gmail.com. I may, in fact, do a special bonus episode tomorrow looking ahead to the uh, game against Vegas. But we shall, we shall see. Um, If not, next week I will bring you all of the updates from that game and a look ahead to the Buffalo Sabres game, the first time we're meeting those two teams. So that is that kind of on on the cards for the next couple of days here at Locked on Blue Jackets. Thank you again for listening. Make sure you go check out that interview with Scott Hartnell. It rules. 
And uh, until next episode, make sure you stay locked on.